Do you long for practical spiritual life tools? We explore three passages in Swedenborg's work, Secrets of Heaven, that offer unique how-tos for living a spiritual life this week in the NCE Spotlight. Your home for fresh insights and spiritual musings from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. All right. Hey, Jonathan Rose. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Nice to see you. Thanks. And here I've got Curtis with us again this week. We are so lucky. Nice. Hey there. Hi. I, um, may, can I, may I come in? <laughs> Please. Yes. Always. You are always welcome, Curtis. And yes. it's so fun because I love getting to sit down with both of you and get to throw these ideas around and hear hear what comes from these insights from little nooks and crannies of Swedenborg's works that, Jonathan, you're getting firsthand exposure to through your editing work. And so I just wonder, what what do we have this week? These works seem so nutrient-rich to me. Uh, it's very interesting that when I go through doing one editorial pass, I'll find certain things, and then I go through again, I find other things, and it, it, it's very fun. Yeah. I've got three this time that might fit under the heading of how to, which is part of, you know, Swedenborg's project, I think. Mm-hmm. And these are from Secrets of Heaven, Volume 3, which is coming out shortly. This is 1937, subsection 1. And I would just call this advice. Nice. We ought to compel ourselves to do good, obey what the Lord has commanded, and speak truly. Hmm. In so doing, we are humbling ourselves under the Lord's hands, or in other words, submitting to the authority of divine goodness and truth. This fact embraces more hidden information than can possibly be explained in a few words. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So those three things were compel ourselves to do good. That's right. Something, 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 something. Obey what the Lord has commanded. (laughs) Obey what the Lord has commanded and... And speak truly, like speak truly. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, isn't and that when, amazing? I, I guess, Just like, hmm. you know, when Swedenborg says, "Obey what the Lord has commanded," my mind goes to Ten Commandments. You know, is sort of like that's broadly, right. or or even even more essentialized. It's love your neighbor, you know, and love God. But you sort of already have that in compelling goodness, but the Ten Commandments sort of show you how to not be hurting other people, <laughs> which is <Right>. nice. <laughs> and yes, yeah, I really truly. love that he, does, yeah. that he does that second part where he gives you the why, because that changes the framing on it. Because I could be yes. Yes. speaking the truth, compelling myself to do good, do what the Lord has commanded. And you have some people who are doing something close to that. And the reason is, or it seems, is so that I can point out everyone who's not doing that (laughs) right but if it's telling me what's happening inside me which is that those actions are humbling me so what's the real what's the important thing that's happening here it's that in those situations i am um i am outsourcing my decision making to what i believe god wants me to do that yeah that that's a whole different exercise so i love that Hmm. direction it gives you 
Yeah, I love that it would explain something like the biblical injunction to humble ourselves under the Lord's hands. But like, how do I do that? Do I just act obsequious all day or, you know, what is that? Yeah, and it makes me think of um, Richard Rohr, or I know it through Richard Rohr, speaks of the first half of life and the second half of life. And it's like, and Swedenborg echoes this all as well, because when we are in that sort of the first stage is we do it thinking we're the ones doing it, you know, or we might be doing it because, yeah, right. I'm going to get good with God or people are going to think well of me because I'm so awesome, et cetera, you know. But the fact of the matter is this is saying like, yeah, it's like, you know, water on stone. You keep living this way. It's going to humble you like you're actually being led to mm. the second half of life. That's that's where this is all going. And you find nice. that out sooner or later. But that's what that, you know, so it's like you're on the right track and this is going to be a humbling process. But in the end, you know, that is an empowering process when you're, you know, in the Lord's hands. Another biblical injunction that people have wondered about the meaning is uh, afflicting ourselves. You know, the Bible says that we should afflict ourselves. And, and he talks about this in 1947, subsection 6. Hmm. What has been said so far shows that afflicting ourselves means taming and subduing the evil and falsity that surge from our outer self into our rational self. I like that word, mm. surge. <laughs> then he explains what it isn't. It does not mean dragging ourselves down into poverty and misery or renouncing bodily pleasures. Self-denial does not tame or subdue our evils. <laughs> Sometimes it even awakens another kind of evil, a sense of merit for making sacrifices. Besides... It is an assault on our freedom, and freedom is the only ground in which the seeds of religious goodness and truth can be sown. Oh, I love that. I love Swedenborg when mm. he's on the how-to riff, like you're, you're showcasing for us this Isn't week. the best? <laughs> it's just so great. It's like, yep, that makes it clear. Tame, tame those evils that are surging up from your outer self into your rational mind, like... I don't know. I feel like I know what that looks like in my daily life, which is handy, you know, to be like, okay, I know I can do that. Yeah. And interesting that he said, he has that to say about self-denial because he talks about yeah. the taming and he also talks about compelling yourself, but he's saying here that it can go too far, that if you're doing away with everything that's pleasurable that 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 doesn't actually yep. get it done. That 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 destroys the fragile conditions necessary for spiritual growth. So hmm. so you can't too much of a good thing or too much in one direction doesn't do it. And yeah, that, it could yeah. actually make you worse. And that's totally like hmm. it's it's so common sense. I don't know. It's like if you've lived a human life long enough, you you learn that <laughs> you know you learn that one way or another. So it, I just love that it's sort of very easily affirmed in human experience. The third one of these that I've got is 2009 subsection 2, which I might title, How to Do the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And he's particularly talking about uh, the name, the use of the name in there. Nice. It says, his name does not mean his name, but every aspect of love and faith, because the are, these are God's or the Lord's and have their origin in him. These, love and faith, are the things that are sacred. 
So when we hold them sacred, the Lord's kingdom comes and his will is done on earth as in the heavens. Huh. That's it. Well. Can you do it? Can you read it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> his name does not mean his name, but every aspect of love and faith, because these are God's or the Lord's and have their origin in him. These are the things that are sacred. So when we hold them sacred, the Lord's kingdom comes, and his will is done on earth as in the heavens. Mm. I love the, I love also, I feel like I, ha, I'm, I have my radar on for passages that teach me about the Lord's will, you know, God's will. And that's one of them where it says, okay, just honor, you know, honor, love and faith, like you're saying, or cherish those, live those. That's, that's what you got to do. Hold them sacred. It seems like a clear connection to the sentiment expressed in the first one where you're doing these things and it's really about giving those things the leadership position in your life. So mm-hmm. if you're if oh, the inside nice. of you it's it's like a landscape. This is about how do you get that stuff up on the hill? Yeah. So it's cool to think about it. Yeah, when you're praying the the Lord's prayer, the hallowed be thy name is to be thinking about that, holding love and faith sacred and then uh and it sounds yeah. like that does the other ones <laughs> for you like the other parts of the prayer about the, you know how does his kingdom come how do how is his will done yeah doesn't take him long it's two sentences you know but he yeah yeah i i love the thought you know i have to make a practice of like how do i be more loving toward myself toward other people you know how what's the cuz again that's i feel like that does connect with taming the evils that want to surge up from your outer self, the counter action to that, you know, the antidote is be loving, you know? And so to ask myself, wait, how could I be the most loving in this moment? Uh, Or how can I hold what's happening with compassion? You know, then that, uh, that just clicks for a way to actually hold that love and faith sacred. Like that, that's how, you know, okay, that's what, God's will is in this moment. So that's really cool. And these things seem like um, little holograms or something that they have the whole story in them. Swedenborg wrote a lot. And yet, if you only had those two sentences, that's you, right. could, you could get there with, with just that. Yeah, the rest of it, the rest of it is really just getting you to understand those sentences. Right. What does it entail? All the, all the things of love and faith. Well, what are those? Well, I'll explain to you in the what rest, but once, yes. you, once you have the definition, the, the shorthand's enough. Right. Mm. Gives your mind something to chew on, but if this is all you need, if this is all you can have, this is, this is enough. That's awesome. Wow. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan. This has been great. I love these how-tos and and getting that essential piece, you know, just like the Bible can be summed up in, you know, love God, love your neighbor. That's like, here we are. We've sort of summed it up, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, Jonathan, awesome. when you get a minute, could we quick throw together a book of all the how-tos in Swedenborg? So it's just like how-to, how-to, page after page. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's fun. Awesome. <laughs> that'd be great. And it's such a true joy to me to be able to share these with you 
and also to think about them going out and finding other listeners who are listening to a podcast. Yes. Well, everybody listening, I hope this has blessed your day, your moment, lifted your mind, and I look forward to being here again next time. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights from the New Century Edition translation and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. As we travel into the past, we find it is eminently relevant to the present. And if you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com donate. Give if you can, receive if you need. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. Mm-hmm.